You know how they always say live and learn after a deeply personal and often surprisingly unpleasant experience? Well, I aim to turn that idiom on its head with more positive reinforcement through this podcast. Hi, I am Shivraj Prashad, your host. I have lost count of the number of people who get in touch with me, ask me, how do we get better? What do I do? I give them the tips. And when I follow up with them after some time, it's like, oh, I got busy with work. I still haven't found the time. Communication is the only weapon or powerful tool that can help you project everything that you have, whether it is confidence, your ideas, your appraisal meetings, sales calls, you know, convincing people to buy from you. Everything is focused on communication. So I don't think there is any other way to be more effective and less fearful is just to do it. We speak to Suman Kher, who if you look online is really a powerhouse soft skills and communication trainer and coach because she is constantly challenging you to think better, do better, speak better and be the best version of yourself. Suman, thank you so much for being on the Live and Learn podcast. Thank you, Shivraj. Thank you for having me again. Now, Suman, I've been following you for over a year on LinkedIn and see you have such vast experience with training and coaching. But for those who I must believe live under a rock until now, tell us a bit about how it all began. I've been working for about 18 years now. And I think the world has changed. The whole training business has changed. What I used to be and what I am now has also completely changed. I started with cat coaching for MBA entrance exams when I finished my post-graduation. And then I moved into corporate training. Then I became an entrepreneur and I worked on my branding. I started a blog. To put things in short, it all started, you know, my current avatar in 2014 when I realized that social media is important and we all need to get out there and be online. And I figured how personal branding works, how blogging works. Uh, I started posting online and I think my entire brand is, you know, being online and telling people what I do. And uh, even since 2014, I think a lot of things have changed. LinkedIn wasn't that huge. YouTube wasn't that huge. So I think I have moved from what I was to what I am in having done so many different things, evolved with times, you know, rolling with the changes. So yes, it all began in 2002. And I think it's been a brilliant and incredible journey and has been even more enjoyable with all the new changes of becoming an entrepreneur and now I plan my own programs. So yeah, that's where it all began and that's where it is now. And that's fabulous, Suman. But of the entire gamut of offerings you showcase, I think the most critical and useful one from my perspective, of course, are those focused on communication and public speaking. How do you address something that everyone is preoccupied with? How do I become less fearful? How do I become more effective? 
तो हाउ डू आई एड्रेस दैट आई थिंक द शॉर्ट आंसर इज बाय टॉकिंग कॉन्स्टेंटली इन इनसेसेंटली अबाउट कम्युनिकेशन ऑन ऑल माय सोशल प्लेटफॉर्म्स बिकॉज दैट्स व्हाट आई डू एंड ओवर अ पीरियड ऑफ टाइम आई रियलाइज दैट अ लॉट ऑफ द पीपल हु स्टार्टेड इनटू ट्रेनिंग विद मी have moved on to a whole lot of other things you know saying oh social media is popular and personal branding is popular but i have kind of stuck to communication and soft skills and sometimes i feel it's it's like a vanilla brand you know it doesn't have any snappy designations associated with it but i feel that communication is a crux of everything whether you call branding or writing or communication no matter where you go everything is related to communication so i think i i've never felt the need to jump into something else or add something snazzy to it so that is how i i address something that people are preoccupied with and with the pandemic i think communication and the way we present ourselves has become all the more important because we have to project our entire personality and communication into that 13 15 16 inch screen and if you see i've pivoted all my content and all my offerings to cater to the new world because gone are the days when we could physically stand in front of people and use the whole range of our personality to project confidence mm. how do we feel full i think the simplest answer is just do it i have lost count of the number of people who get in touch with me ask me how do we get better what do i do i give them the tips and when i follow up with them after some time it's like oh i got busy with work i still haven't found the time i will do it why you're sitting at home your boss can't see you in fact people on a virtual call can't see the whole of you communication is the only weapon or powerful tool that can help you project everything that you have whether it is confidence your ideas your appraisal meetings sales calls you know convincing people to buy from you everything is focused on communication so I don't think there is any other way to be more effective and less fearful is just to do it. There is so much to read, listen to good material, speak and practice, write down your thoughts. Try and do all these things to ensure that you're constantly sharpening your communication skills. And the more we do something, I think the more effective we get at it. So, yeah, go ahead, just do it. absolutely and communications is the bedrock of everything we do it's a life skill and i think the most important thing is that it's multi-layered so when you say you're vanilla i think you you add layers to it and and you're also a senior representative of a toastmasters chapter have the rigors of that club community really given you an edge so to speak as a communication and executive coach i joined toastmasters just for the fun of it because entrepreneurship is essentially a, a lonely endeavor you know since i don't have a big team i'm sitting by myself on my laptop creating content planning videos and things like that so toastmasters for me is more of a community of people who are interested in the same thing that i am so i go out i get to meet i get to talk to them so that's where my journey started with toastmasters i'm about 
three years old in total in Toastmasters. So I think that gives me an opportunity to go out and meet people and also gives me an opportunity to be on the other side of the table where I am the speaker. I am testing my skills. I jump into impromptu situations. You know, so I need to be good enough to go ahead and do well. And if there are times when I haven't done, I think I feel bad, you know, and say, no, I'm a trainer, you know, I'm supposed to do well every single time. So even for me, that's a platform where I go and kind of polish my own skills. Mm. Apart from that, I completely believe in Toastmasters as a community, which is so fantastic if anybody wants to go ahead and be effective in communication. And that is something that I recommend to a whole lot of people, you know, that sometimes they feel I am sort of running Toastmasters and I'm like, no, I'm not, you know. (laughs) I just believe that it's an institution which, you know, gives you the freedom to learn at your own pace. You have a ready and encouraging audience to listen to you, whether you're a member or you're a guest, you still have... Uh, public ready to practice your speaking right so I think that's another avenue where I can go ahead and polish my own skills and also help people with advice if I can and mentor others in becoming better communicators I think that's so important as a trainer and a coach to actually put yourself in the other person's shoes and if you're going to tell your participants to go practice and you don't fine-tune your craft then that would be doing a disservice and also I've noticed that that you've also created your own community and own properties around unscripted speak-ups. What has the response been to that? And what do you see with people now willing to put themselves out? Toastmasters is where I become the student. I put myself into, you know, speaking situations. Similarly, Unscripted is kind of inspired by Toastmasters, where every Toastmaster club meeting has an impromptu round called the Table Topics Round. I participated in the club and the area level contest this time and and I won a couple of times and I wanted to practice for the next level. And I realized, you know what, everybody is looking for a close-knit group, a safe space to go ahead and practice their public speaking skills. So why don't I bring something together like that, which isn't as maybe regimented as a Toastmaster where you have to follow their routine, sit through the entire club meeting, but we just go ahead and bring people together who will just get that window to practice impromptu speaking. Not a lot of people know about how Toastmasters work. So unscripted is a a simpler version of it. You just jump in practice and you jump out. And I think that snazzy format has really helped. The whole thing is just about 45 minutes. We don't get into lengthy introductions. We don't get into who's who. Since there are about 8 to 10 people in every session, everybody knows everyone. So once you log off, you can immediately go and connect with the others and and network. It's not a community yet, but this is something that I started for fun. Unscripted was the first word I thought of, and I named it that. But the response has been pretty overwhelming because, like I said, everyone's sitting at home, everyone's craving some kind of social life, some kind of connecting with other people. And what better place than, you know, where you can also practice your public speaking as well. I've had a whole list of people, but I can take only eight 
people every time, you know. So I, I have to tell others, you know, just please wait your turn. So that's how excited people have been to participate in something like this. The topics are interesting, not very complex. So at the end of it, most of them say, you know what, it's interesting to see how different people dealt with that topic, which I would have probably done it differently, you know. Nice. So. It just keeps going in 45 minutes. It's quick. It's nice. You just jump in. And, and I very clearly say, this is a practice session. Don't think I'm going to give you tips and tricks. That's mm. not happening. You just need 45 minutes of your time and active participation. And I think that people really love that format. And, and so far, it's been good that I really haven't been able to find the time <laughs> you know, to have them every week. I've moved them to once in 15 days, but I still haven't done that. I missed last week due to certain personal issues. This week's also gone poof. And I'm hoping to do one next week. And I have a long list out of which I can choose only eight people. Wow. So yeah, hopefully it'll be a vibrant community at some point in time. And I think by chance, a lot of things get done. So let's see where this goes. Well, clearly it, it's catching up and, and it's nice to know that you have a waiting list of people because it's important to connect at this time and also important to continue speaking out. Now, how important has it been for you personally to constantly reinvent yourself as a soft skills trainer and coach, given that we moved from the offline face-to-face scenario to now virtual one? I know you alluded to this right in the beginning, but now it's all virtual. I think it's been a learning curve in that sense. However, since there was no option but to get online, I think people who were reluctant earlier to do virtual sessions, they insisted on personally being present, kind of realized that this is the best we can do. And in in my journey that I said is like 18 years now, I, I can't believe who I was and who I am and how training used to be and how it is now. So I think reinvention is the keyword for anybody who wants to succeed, especially in today's times. In the last five, six years, I think things have really moved fast in terms of social media, in terms of technology, in terms of how things have moved. And the pandemic has kind of precipitated a whole lot of things into making us look at it in a new light, evolve overnight if you want to survive. Even in the last five years, when I started my brand, the prediction was YouTube is going to be big. And it did become big in the next two, three years. But now podcasts are big. You know, I can see people coming up with podcasts. Five years ago, videos was the next big thing. You know, and now podcasts are the next big thing. And there is no option but to reinvent. Although I have no intentions of starting a podcast because I think videos work better for me as a trainer. I want people to see me in action. But yeah, never say never. You know, because you have to change with the time. So YouTube and podcasts are just one example of how reinvention has to happen. A big reinvention that came in 2020 is the way I look at sessions. I think I had to very quickly turn eight hour sessions into 60 to 90 minute sessions. The way I pitch that to clients had to change. My content had to change. My offerings had to change. And earlier I used to have a lot of group sessions, corporate sessions with 20, 30 people. But one-on-one coaching, I think, is a huge change that has happened because people realized offline trainings are not happening. Corporates are not getting people together anytime soon. And they realized that unless they themselves invest in their own skill building, that's not happening. So I think that's the biggest reinvention that has happened where I had to change my entire training strategy from group to individual 
from an eight-hour you know training program to what can I give them in sixty to ninety minutes? Mm. Very very focused. And with the change in the last year, I think some new avenues have also come up. For instance, e-learning is huge. Mm. EdTech has become huge. So now I'm also trying to kind of reinvent or rather move into that space. I'm working on my video courses now, you know, so people can go ahead and watch them, get some basic information there. And then if they want to work with me, you know, that kind of encourages them to get into the one on one coaching that I'm doing. Yeah, thankfully, training has been one of the industries where it has been possible to reinvent ourselves in the virtual platform, as opposed to a whole lot of other professions and industries that have suffered drastically because of the pandemic. I'm glad that reinvention worked. And these are a few ways in which I've been able to continue and Mm. change with the times. Nice. And now there are a lot of communication coaches and soft skill trainers kind of ballooning out of control out there, given that everything's online. And given that the training industry is yet to really organize itself, what would you say sets apart the good ones from the brilliant ones? The the barrier, the entry barrier in the training industry has always been pretty much non-existent. So anybody can be a trainer. However, I feel that there are two things. One thing that sets good trainers from the brilliant ones is the expertise that one has. You will see that a lot of people with two years, three years of experience have a snappy LinkedIn profile. They have all kinds of designations like I'm a happiness coach and, you know, all sorts of things. However, I believe that if your foundation is not strong, if you're not able to express what your expertise is, what your branding is in simple and correct English. Now, some people say, oh, I'm a technical trainer. I don't need to be great at communication, but I disagree, you know, and these are things that make me stick to my branding, even though people might consider it vanilla, because no matter what kind of trainer you are, you should be able to express your expertise. And to me, Mm. that is number one. If somebody is really good at what they do, they really have a command over their subject matter, they have my respect because no matter what kind of training program or what kind of client they come across, their expertise will ensure that they will be able to tailor make the content and the training program for their client. They are the ones who will survive despite changes. You know, we've just gone through one. We, in fact, going through one, right? So your strong expertise... So I, uh, to me, that expertise is really important. I've been at this for so many years. I've done courses. I've read books. You know, I've really taken the time to build my expertise in this particular uh, field, which is soft skills and communication. What people do is they tend to get a certification and then they feel, you know, now I should start getting work. But the certification is not going to help you unless... When you're talking to a client, you're able to exhibit your expertise. The second thing right now, which will really keep brilliant trainers going, is changing with the times. For virtual programs, there are a lot of things that I had to pivot. Can't see people. People videos are switched on. There are about 200 people in my webinar. It's my expertise that helps me quickly think on my feet get work done faster, you know, keep people engaged, use the chat feature or use a raise your hand feature, use a thumbs up feature, you know. So only if your expertise is good enough 
you are going to pay attention to using these things to to get evolved mm. so with with everything going virtual i don't think it's going to be as easy for everybody to jump in and become a good trainer because apart from expertise there is a whole other skill set that is required to be successful as a virtual trainer i feel some trainers are all over the place they have like a 30 slide ppt and they try to run that in 90 minutes and then they fall short of time so virtual training comes up with its own set of skills and i think brilliant trainers are the ones who who can work on these are going to be more successful and that brings me to my next question you know as we get down to making the most of perhaps the toughest time in history this new normal virtual sanitized sometimes really full of dread and that really plays on a lot of people's minds yeah. what two or three lessons do you have for listeners still hoping to make a difference in their careers life or any other sphere so i'm going to move a little away from a whole lot of communication that we have been talking about I think the first thing on my list would be self care. I think the second wave to me is more taxing because we had actually thought we are out of the woods and now normal life is going to start Jan to March is pretty okay but now with restrictions and talks of you know another set of national lockdowns coming I realize that it's it's actually becoming harder for us to stay indoors socializing is gone mm. you know so i think self care is something that i would put right on top of the list because unless we take care of ourselves i think beyond a point you have zoom fatigue beyond a point it's very exhausting to to be just sitting at home you know without going out maybe for a meal or even for your walks or exercise it's been a huge adjustment so i think people should really take the time out for themselves whether it is reading or watching something online just catching up with family members maybe doing some yoga taking a walk whatever i think it's important for us to set some time out so that we are able to kind of set the mental clock we need to be kind to ourselves i've seen different people coping in different ways you know people around me think okay i'm going to eat some good food you know i don't care because life is shitty as it is i'm going to eat some good food i know people who've gone ahead and and bought things my niece got a ukulele she really doesn't have the time now because she's in 10th standard but you know parents are also indulging kids because they have nowhere to go nothing to do mm. so i think we could go ahead and indulge ourselves a little bit in you know whatever we would have found sinful or maybe we think it's a little luxury but i think it's okay we really need to be kind to ourselves right now so i think self care is something that i would put right out there because i feel very depressed when i watch even a little bit of news i try and stay out of that <laughs> negative loop so let's not get into constantly scrolling through social media and things like that so if you have free time just do something that will make you feel better mm. secondly since i'm a trainer i think working on your skills is something that has to be a part of my my advice because if you're talking about careers we need to really get great with a new set of skills that the current times demand for instance being camera friendly getting the lighting right learn how to project your voice well you know in an online medium learn how to make the best use of the limited body language that we have 
because I I quote a lot of people who have experience, but then they say, we need to learn how to be more effective online. We need to learn how to get sales, how to convince my client, you know, or how to tell my boss, this is the best idea, you know, effectively, I need to convey that. So I think the second thing is get good with these skills because we're going to be working from home, I think, for the foreseeable future. And since your boss can't see you, whatever little window you have in an online call, you need to make the best use of that little time. Mm. Two things, according to me, for life and career. Indulge yourself. It's okay. Be kind to yourself. Let go. It's okay. You don't have to be really strict with yourself and and get good with skills because in the future, this is what is going to determine whether you get the next project or somebody else who's better than you in virtual communication. Suman Kher, I get the feeling that you aren't someone who is happy with just doing this much and always reinventing yourself. So if I could ask you this trick question, what's next for you? I have a long list of goals (laughs) and I think you you got me right where I have I always had a whole list of projects I think the next thing would be I want to explore online courses which is a brand new avenue and a lot of people prefer the the self-paced learning of online courses where they can watch videos and do the assignments at their own pace. I've already been making videos for my YouTube channel. So that way, I think I just need to come up with something that kind of works as a step-by-step process. I'm in the process of making my course on Udemy, which has been a learning curve. You know, we were talking about reinvention earlier. So Yes, creating videos, you know, short videos for a YouTube channel is very different from creating a course. So that's a learning curve that I'm going through right now. I also want to try and create courses on my blog, which is going to be my own this thing. You know, I don't have to work on a third party platform, but I want to create certain signature programs, which I offer and which I talk about the most, like like executive presence or virtual communication. I want to do a whole lot of courses for women because we tend to, to hold back. But if you're on, on a virtual call, holding back is even more detrimental to our presence hmm. you know, as people in a meeting or, or in a corporate environment so online courses and courses on on my blog is something that i want to work which are really time consuming but yeah i'm trying to do that bit by bit and also you know keep the existing system going my one-on-one coaching is is working keeping my social media platforms uh, you know lush with content and waiting for for the next tide to turn and see what new changes come up or challenges come up and i love what i do I love every aspect of what I do, whether it is videos or Toastmasters or speaking, you know, conducting sessions. So, yeah, these are the things I'm focusing now and excited to see what the future brings in. And I think that's the most important thing. If you're passionate about what you want to do and how you want to do it, that's where you're really at. And thank you so much, Suman Kher, for speaking to the Live and Learn podcast. My pleasure, Shivraj. You can also listen to past episodes of the Live and Learn podcast on liveandlearn.buzzsprout.com. Until then, stay safe and stay in touch.